Hello, welcome back to the Inquisitor podcast. Today, I have my long-term partner, Fraser Hay. We've been working together for probably 12, 13 years, and he's possibly the most accomplished marketeer that I know. He's developed systems that automate. He's right at the forefront of the AI revolution with regard to marketing and marketing automation. And he's tested and broken virtually every system that I've ever come across. And he has systems coming out of his ears. So without making you trip over uh, such a glowing reference, Fraser, would you mind giving a quick introduction to who you are and what qualifies you for the audience? Hi, Fraser Hay, based 60 miles north of Aberdeen in the Highlands of Scotland and 14 miles past the back of beyond. I'm a business coach, marketing consultant, and author of 20 books on Amazon and all aspects of entrepreneurship and small business marketing, and founder of Grow Your Business Club. What I do is help people to identify, pursue, and achieve their personal, financial, and entrepreneurial objectives. Fraser, let's get started with the first question. One thing I've heard historically, it's happening less so now, but a lot of marketeers shy away from genuinely being measured and measurement for everything that they do. And I know you're a huge proponent of measuring an ROI. Do you mind telling me why that culture still exists and what you have to do in order to break the back of it? Yeah, ironically, it's very, very simple and often overlooked. And I'll tell you the absolute fundamental problem that people have with their perception of marketing. One, they view it as a cost and not an investment. And two, They all want to know the how-to. They all want to know the tactical implementation. How am I going to generate leads? How am I going to generate sales? How am I going to generate traffic? And their thinking's wrong. Their thinking is fundamentally flawed, whether they're a one-man band, whether they're a professional partnership, service provider, whether they're a large tech company, whether they're a FTSE or a Fortune 100. Nine times out of 10, the thinking is wrong. They have a meeting and they say, right, we need to get more business. We need to reach our sales targets. We need to get more traffic. We need to get more exposure. How are we going to do it? Stop. Whatever you're doing, whatever you're trying to achieve, stop. Let's rewind. Before we get to the tactical execution of whatever tactic you want to implement with your marketing, before you get to the how you're going to do it, you've missed two steps. And the first step, which we must do is, Why is it not working? We want to implement a new tactic or a new approach, but we're wanting to do this because what we're currently doing isn't generating the results, the leads, inquiries, prospects, sales, backlinks, traffic, signups, registrations that we want now. So the first thing that the majority of people miss out is they miss out a marketing audit. They're very quick to put out a request for proposal. They're very quick to ask people to come into the office to do a presentation. And what they do is they contract, they buy the service of the individual who's been contracted to provide a service or to do the tactical implementation for a specific objective. But ironically, that supplier is providing a service or a solution in isolation And because they've missed out the previous two steps, it often fails. 
they often fall out. They often don't get the ROI or the return that they want because they're dependent, hoping and praying that this supplier is going to give the solution and generate the results that they want. However, they've missed out two vital steps. The first step is a marketing audit. We need to identify why the current approach, the current strategy, the current game plan, the current tactical approach is not yielding the ROI that we want. We need to identify specifically why it's not working. And once we can identify why it's not working and we write down all the reasons, all the causes, issues, challenges, and obstacles that are preventing the results that we want, we can then start discussing and planning step two, which is the plan. I think out of the last 31 business owners that I've spoken to, where I've asked the question, have you got a copy or how recently have you updated your written marketing plan document? Default <laughs> if you don't have one. So step one is we need to do an audit. Step two, we then create a plan and we need to identify what the human technical and financial resources are that are available that can help us identify and clearly specify the objectives that we want to achieve. Because once we know what the problem is and why it's not working, we can come up with a game plan as to what we want to achieve, fix or address. And we need to identify what the financial resources, human and technical resources are in order to fix it. Once we've got the plan, we know what the resources are available, we can then decide how we're going to implement the plan, achieve the specific milestones specified in the plan to achieve the end game or the end result or the end objectives and be able to count, monitor and measure the confidence within the team and the organization and the partners or channel partners. We need to be able to count, monitor, and measure the progress as we embark on the plan and then implement and execute the strategy with the tactical implementation, with the team members, with the relevant skills, with the appropriate roles and responsibilities and accountabilities. Far too often, people hire people from peoplepower.com or other online platforms. They chuck some money at it. They give them a task. They perform the task, but there's unhappiness. People are angry. They're upset because the specifics weren't achieved, but the activities were completed as per the list of tasks that were asked. So what we need to do is take a very methodical approach to our marketing, like we share with our Grow Your Business Club members, so that they can generate the confidence, the progress, and the results, and be able to count, monitor, and evaluate that at each step of the process. Okay, so in summary, stop looking at the wrong end of the problem and focus on the right end, which is working out why it's not working, then come up with a plan, then make sure that you know how you're going to measure performance, and then when you implement, make sure everybody knows who is responsible and accountable and make sure that the milestones are achieved on target, on time. Is that a fair summary? Yeah, I would go one step further with that, in that, which you touched on, and that is, yes to everything you just said, but be very clear as to what the KPIs are, the key performance indicators that you are going to count, monitor, and measure, and the implications that they have if they're not met, because all action, inaction, and decisions have consequences. 
And we need to think about the personal, financial, organisational, political, and all the other forms of implications that that can have on your game plan, strategy, business, and personal life if you get it wrong. Okay. Like I said, I've been working with Fraser on and off for 12 or 13 years. And one of the things that's always amazed me is the depth of research he goes into before he actually sets foot on the battlefield. And we recently went through an exercise where he was helping me produce some copy for a program that I'm launching. And we spent about an hour and a half to two hours. And he managed to produce the copy in a fraction of the time it would ordinarily have allowed any marketing professional to do it in. And this is down to his ability to systematize and automate. So my next question is marketing automation. Why is it people get that so wrong? Oh, my God. Where do we start? This is a big topic. It's a hot topic. And if we spend do anything today, I think we should stay on this for quite a bit of time. If you take the weird and wonderful subject of marketing, the old way of doing things or where the money was spent was through agencies. And it was all above the line. And for those who don't know what above the line means, that was it's all to do with branding and image and getting the name known out and about. And now it's below the line. And below the line means is we need to evaluate. We need to demonstrate we're accountable to our stakeholders and shareholders. We're accountable to our upline management, our board. We need to be very specific. It may even be our family for a one-man band and to ourselves. We need to be able to know that what we do today is going to put food on the table in a week's time. We need to know that we're going to be able to allocate the correct resources that can get the right result, that we can measure, quantify, demonstrate, document and report in our meetings through our analytics, our reporting, our online and our sales meetings. We need to know that we're going to get the results that we want. But sometimes we don't get the results that we want. So if we take the wonderful subject of marketing, there are four key components, in my humble opinion. And these are your message, your lead generation, your sales and selling, and then the systemization and the evaluation of that systemization. And many people are unable or they get overwhelmed by the amount of work they've got to do in order to achieve what they're being asked to do. And what they're being asked to do, they may not have been involved in the process to decide what needs to be done. So they're being dictated to from people up high. They're being given or greater demands are placed on them where they could have a better, quicker, a simpler, more effective way of doing things. But again, it comes back to why, what, how. And what we need to do is we take the four components of marketing, lead generation, your message, sales and selling, and the systemization and reporting of all of that, and we need to take it in a step-by-step approach. It's certainly always felt to me like an overwhelming task. So if you're starting out on your own personal marketing journey, where do you suggest people begin once they've got their lead generation and their messaging? And let's assume I've had my claws in them and been helping them with their selling. Around the systematization, what do they need to systematize first? 
Well, let's go back a step. Let's go back a step. You've mentioned there uh, leads and selling. You've mentioned messaging. You've mentioned uh, what do they do next? No, it's what do they do before all of that? So let me share a couple of things with you. For those listening, if they've got a pen, maybe take some notes and follow through with some of this as well. Before you can articulate your message for your target audience to get the tone right, to get your voice right so that you can resonate and it makes sure that your core message actually works in the marketplace, you need to find out what people want. That may sound very old school, very fundamentally basic. However, things have changed phenomenally online. For example, there's a brilliant resource called answerthepublic.com. It's a free resource at the moment, so get your backside over there and check it out. Why? Because you need to know what people are doing because their buying habits have changed over the years. And the way people buy now is they go online, they research, they compare, and they buy. They research, they compare, and they buy. So if you know what they are researching and you can publish into that demand to ensure that your presence, your content, your knowledge, your wisdom, your package, product, service, or solution is going to get found based on what they're looking for, then you're going to have an edge over your competition. So with answerthepublic.com, what you can do is you can find out what people are asking. Now, people would search specifically for things in the past, but there's so much choice now online. And being in a knowledge-based economy, we want information readily at our hands, either through our phone, through our tablet, through our television, through our desktop computer, even our watches now. So there's so many ways that people can access the information. And when it comes to crafting our own message, we need to know what people are researching, what they're looking for, what the demand is, because if we can publish into the demand, we're going to win. We're going to get that competitive edge over our competitors. So fundamentally, just at this one simple part of the process, we need to know what people are searching and researching online. And if they're asking questions, what if we could match that question in our FAQs, our frequently asked questions on our website? Most people don't do it. What if we can match that question that people are asking and have it on our webpage, on our LinkedIn profile, on our documents or presentations or our videos, because people are using voice search more than typing in the text now. And people are asking questions. Okay, Google, and they ask a question. Even Alexa in the house, people are asking a question. So we need to think specifically in terms of our message, what it is that people are looking for, searching for, want solutions for, And how can we match that in terms of our metadata and our message before we start crafting a sales message? Very interesting. I mean, I've just popped on to Ask the Public. And what it does is it throws up spider diagrams or mind maps of what people are actually searching for. And it grades them according to the frequency of those searches. So I've just done one for sales training. And what's really interesting is it's highlighting which competitors are being searched for. It's looking at which keywords people are using in terms of geography, in terms of specifics like exercises, 
it does comparisons, raises the questions. So it'd certainly be worthwhile uh, visiting that. It gets better because if you actually scroll down the page you're on, not only are you going to get the keywords and the questions that people are typing in, you get the prepositions. You also get the comparisons. You also get the keywords that are commission critical in terms of your messaging framework. And many people think messaging framework in terms of offline collateral brochures, etc. But now your messaging framework needs to be consistent across your profile, your videos, your documents, your presentations, your web pages, your blog content, your calls to action. So many different components now are a necessity in order for you to maintain the visibility and the engagement with your target audience. Very interesting. So tell me this then, once you've identified who your customer is, what they want, what kind of things they're searching for, the questions they're asking, then how do you go about creating that message? Well, there are a number of different components to a message. And if we take it back a step again, you say once you've found your customer, yeah, well, okay. In order to find a customer, you need to articulate who the customer is that you're trying to reach. You need to articulate what are the problems, frustrations, needs, stresses they have. You need to articulate why you're the chosen solution for them. It all starts with a marketing message. And the majority of people miss this step out. Oh, well, we've got all of that. Not a problem. We need somebody in here to do the donkey work because we can't be bothered to doing it. No, no, no. And that's why the majority of people fail with their marketing execution because they don't address the basic fundamentals that are required right at the start. Couldn't agree more. It's the same thing with sales. Most people are looking for a quick fix and they're looking for the uh, how-to, but they're not really focused on the why and they're not focused on the what what actually needs to be done because they kind of miss that stuff out. So tell me this then. You're obviously a bit of a whiz when it comes to automation. What are the technologies out there that someone starting out on this journey should be looking at immediately that require a low level of technical competence and can provide a big ROI for both money and time? Well, you can automate virtually or quasi-automate because you always need this human element. You always need the human interaction. You always need the human engagement aspect because somebody's going to have to buy something at some point. Money's going to have to change hands. Yes, you can automate the financial transaction processing, and we've got loads of different tools available to us now, such as PayPal, Stripe, Payoneer, Storm Pay, etc. And you can generate the invoice automatically, etc, etc. However, if you take the wonderful subject of marketing, and most people think, generate a lead, get an appointment, close the sale, and deliver the goods. The old way of doing it, yes. But in terms of automating that process, because you can grow your business in one of two ways, like we share in the club. You can grow your business with more sales, excellent bigger growth, but you can also, and you need to consider reducing bottlenecks, reducing duplication. You need to think about eliminating or reducing costs, indirect costs, 
And the more you can streamline and systemize your marketing approach in all aspects of your marketing, then the simpler, the more effective it becomes, the easier it is to manage, and you can get the scalability which everybody's looking for. So where do you start? Number one, yes, you can uh, revisit your message very simply. For example, people have been using autoresponders for years, and there are many different autoresponders where you can respond to people signing up to your GDPR-compliant sign-up form, squeeze page, or offer page. But what then happens? How do you respond? Not react, respond so that you're giving well-thought-out, planned, created, articulated message that takes them to the next stage of your sales process without you having to fill in an internal requisition form to get the expenses for you to go on an appointment or to fly or to travel somewhere in a far-off location. You don't need to do that now by using some of the tools that are available. And even the change in the landscape in terms of our messaging and how we respond with our messaging has changed from autoresponders to live chat, to messaging. And things like Facebook messaging and live chat pop-ups on websites are in abundance now. So implementing even Facebook messaging is free. And there are some many different plugins that you can get for your website, which are free to facilitate and enable live chat. So there's one example. So let's take a leap into the future. Obviously, we're hearing a lot about artificial intelligence, machine learning. Can you give some thought to where you see marketing progressing, where we are at the moment with AI and ML, and where we're going to head towards over the next three to five years? Well, let me tell you what's already happened. I remember trying to record a simple four-minute video. And that simple four-minute video took 71 takes. Seven, one. Because I wanted to do it in a one to get the continuity, to get the energy right in that simple four-minute video. 71 takes. It did my head in. And I wasted so much time trying to get it right. What you can now do with simple, stunning, effective tools, and you've seen examples of me doing this, whereby you can create a video. Now, if you were to go back just two years, just three years, you wouldn't get much change out of 1,500, two grand plus to get somebody in to shoot a video for you. And yes, you would have lots of footage. They would go away, they would edit to the post-production, and they would create the video the way you wanted. So a couple of grand to do that. You can now create a video very quickly with animation. And here's the kicker. You can now create synthesized speech. So you just type in the text or your script, you press it once, and it creates the video for you. But it gets better now where we are with the technology that we've got. I can select three photographs, three pictures, five pictures, 10 pictures. I can determine the the, uh, transition and the duration of each slide. I can type my text and I can select the language and the accent and the, the sex of the actor who's going to voice the video. So I can have it with an American accent. I can have it with a female English accent. I select it from the drop down, bang. Press the button and in two minutes, 
I have my fully animated with text character or actor synthesized digitally produced video in minutes. But it gets better again because I can then change one of the slides in the video. I could change the, if I'm targeting, for example, clients in America, I can have the video with an American accent. If I'm targeting people in India, I can have it with an English accent, even an Indian accent, even a Chinese German, about 30 different nationalities we can select. Take it one stage further. That's the promotional tool. And we've got the message, we've crafted the message, we get the message into the video, we narrate the message with the right accent targeting the geographical audience we're trying to reach. You can upload it to a YouTube, for example. What you can also do is you can change and translate the English equivalent of your script to put in the description to have it translated into the local language of the target audience you're trying to reach so that you're publishing into the demand. 90% of the content produced by 95% plus of the content produced by English selling companies to English countries, they neglect or they forget that the local results also count. And this is true with books. How many authors have written a book? But they live in the UK, they write the book, they upload the book to Amazon UK, and they wait for the sales to come in. What if they were to create an author account in France or an author account in another language on another domain and post their book and translate the content and they're even Google, Google itself is Google Translate and it's pretty reliable these days and there are other websites where you can get translations. But just on video, you can produce a video now in less than... In fact, I did one and I did it in the club and. From start to finish, 30 minutes, and I think it's now had over 5,000 people look at it, and ultimately, it's probably going to lead to my biggest sale on Facebook, which will be a six-figure sum. In terms of where this tech is headed, certainly synthesized speech appears to be slightly stilted still. When do you reckon they're going to be in a position so that you can control the inflection a little bit more, that kind of thing? A couple of things that have really surprised me of late has been the Alexa tool that you get in the house. And uh, Alexa, play the Blues Brothers for me. And before you know it, the Blues Brothers is getting played instantly. And the devices, and even with Cortana on your Windows-based machine, you've got Siri, all these tools are being honed, developed, feedback, research, testing, tweaking, honing, testing, tweaking. And in terms of voice command and voice search, it is at breakneck speed. For example, there are more people searching for solutions for retail outlets, for professional service providers. They're searching by speaking or voice search more than they are typing. So where's it all heading? It ultimately. They want to get it to thinking about what you're searching for and they will come up with it because artificial intelligence is using previous responses with and it's building up profiles. It's using all sorts of metadata and big data that you're willingly or unknowingly supplying these large fundamental data centers that are able to compute, analyze, and predict 
what you're going to do next. And this is very, very important in terms of buying habits, buying signals, in terms of their approach to your target audience, your customers, your potential customers, those leads that you're trying to reach. They communicate one of three ways, visually, auditory, and kinesthetically. Now, what's really important, if you're to ask yourself, you own a website, you've got a business, do you know where your next lead is going to come from? Well, you would hope that it's from the different promotional activities you've got that you've embarked upon at the moment. And you would hope that you've got your message right before you embarked on these promotional messages and you're getting the engagement and the sign-ups you want. However, you don't know, number one, what the preferred communication channel is of your target audience. And the majority of people get this wrong. Let me give you a quick story. I was in a PR agency's office and the phone rang. And the woman winked at me and she put the, the call on the speakerphone. And I quite clearly heard the guy said, I've heard some good things about you. Can you tell me more about the PR services you provide? And the girl taking the call said, certainly, sir, if you go to our website, click on the About Us, and then click, click, click. And I was standing there shaking my head and I couldn't believe it. Anyway, she concluded the call and uh, I asked her what the heck she was doing. Why? Why? Because... People communicate one of three ways. They have a preference of their preferred communication style. They're either visual, auditory, or kinesthetic. This guy was obviously auditory because he'd heard about them and he wanted to hear more about what they could do for him. But she told him to go to the website and read. Now, if we can identify, we don't know where our next lead is going to come from. We're hoping and praying that the work that we've done in terms of our prospecting is going to pay off. We're going to hope and pray that the marketing we've done online is going to pay off. We're going to hope and pray that what we've done offline and the shows that we've visited, the speaking gigs that we've done is going to pay off. If the message has been articulated correctly and we get the engagement, but even if we engage, we need to make sure that our content can be provided in the correct communication channel. And you don't know of the 100% of site visitors that come to your site in a month, what percentage are looking for visual content, auditory content, or they actually want a meeting with you. So if you're not looking at your analytics to give you the reporting as, as to the entry point in your website, the exit point in your website, and how long somebody's staying on your website for particular content, you need to start making some radical changes. But even if you know what the preferred medium or communication channel is of your target audience, we need to think about their information needs. So if you've got your marketing plan has detailed how your website can decide and point, and if they sign up to a squeeze page based on their responses, can you direct them to the relevant content? And this is very, very important because somebody may be visually orientated, but do they like testimonials? Do they like numbers? Do they like reports? Do they want a white paper? Do they want bullet points? What do they, how do they want that data or information to be presented to them in the visual form? If they're auditory-based, do they want to hear it in a podcast like what we're doing? Do they want to hear it and watch it in a video? Or no, they want to see the, the whites of your eyes in a meeting because they're a people person, they're kinesthetic. 
So you need to be sure that your marketing is addressing the communication needs of your target audience and that your content is addressing their information needs. And we need to be able to present and as part of the customer journey, have a means of determining what the needs are and what solution or marketing aid or sales aid we can direct them or provide them to as part of the next stage of their journey. Does that make sense, Squire? It does. That sounds like quite a lot of complexity and hard work, which, again, I recognize that it's important to do. That said, would one create specific copy for visual, auditory, and kinesthetic prospects and then drive them to a specific landing page that catered to that communication preference? Well, in short, there has been a radical change in content where video has just exploded in the last couple of years. And there's some very clever and slick things that you can do with your content. For example, you can actually now have interactive video created. You can also add titles to your videos. You can have calls to action to your videos. If you've got a WordPress website, you can have overlays of your videos. You can do so many different things with video because it appeals visually and auditory, and it's you as an individual doing a piece to camera, so you're getting the kinesthetic with the people buying people angle to it as well. So you could very simply, for example, have a menu on your homepage. Are you this segment of my audience or this segment of the audience? They click that and it goes through to a landing page with a video on it, which educates and qualifies them and gets their email address or whatever call to action you desire. And then it can take that particular segment down a customer journey or prospect journey based on their choices their interactions and their engagement with you. And then you could lead them by video on a page or you could invite them to a live video. You can even pre-record existing video or even synthesized video and you can stream it as a live event at a predefined date. Even Google search results these days are giving precedence to voice search and getting a zero box position which appears above the the first result on the search page. And also, your videos are getting precedence in terms of their placement on the search results across many different platforms. Well, this raises an interesting question then. Can you optimize for voice search? Of course you can. And there are a number of different ways which you can do it. There are a number of factors. And part of one of the offerings that we're just bringing out is all to do with voice search to maximize the results and the ROI for that because we've seen a shift of late or in the last couple of years where people would have a static website. It can now render and change and adapt to the different devices that people are accessing via the internet so that the website is presented on a mobile phone, on a tablet, on a desktop machine. And Because people's habits are changing in terms of the way they search, the websites need to have specific, meet certain criteria for the major search engines in order to rank you in the search results. For example, it could be that they're asking more questions. So if you've done your research with Answer the Public, you might have an FAQ page on your site. 
your download speed might be faster. It might be that you've got the right metadata on your website, that you've got a sitemap built into your website, that you've got an SSL certificate so that the person who sees it when your site comes up has got HTTPS at the start, knowing that it's a safe and secure site for them to want to go on. So there are a number of different factors to help you. This is really interesting. Tell me, book marketing, because I'm really interested in how you've developed your marketing around books, because you've managed to get 20 out. And I know that from our conversations, Amazon's doing most of your marketing for free around your books. Tell us about why books are a great idea and how you can leverage them as a lead generation tool. Okay, books, knowledge. Knowledge, there's the old adage that knowledge is power. Knowledge is not power. Applied knowledge is power. And people, many people want to learn new skills, acquire new knowledge. But what they really want is the wisdom that's going to save them time, money, and effort, that's going to uh, help them achieve a specific goal by a specific deadline in order to complete a specific task and be able to automate that or complete it and so that it works to give them the return on investment they want. Fair? Yep. So here's something really simple for you I'm going to share with you, which I'm going to like, which you already know if I recall. We write a book so that we can demonstrate our knowledge. But the best way to demonstrate your knowledge, expertise, and wisdom is not by what we say, but by what we ask. By asking the right question, you can get to the hub of the problem immediately and you can demonstrate without having to give away or expose your vast amount of tools or armory that you've got in your sales kit or in your product portfolio. By asking the right question, you can identify a need, a problem, a frustration, etc. So by writing a book, you can include numbers of stories to demonstrate your experience in having to deal with specific problems, issues, and challenges. However, with Amazon, what I tend to do on meetings and appointments is I take a book, one of my books, with me, and there's nothing better than signing the person's name to Bob, best wishes for the next quarter, regards, Fraser, and give them a book. So you can use the book as a calling card. However, it's a bit more strategic than that. Digital books, audio books, and books are just one channel, one route to market. And what I did was, I found out that Amazon gives you five free days a quarter. So every 90 days, Amazon will promote my book out to my target audience, their target audience for a particular genre or topic. So I get one of the biggest brands online to send an email out to their targeted segment of their list at their cost to promote my book and to help me generate downloads and sales. That was brilliant, I thought. No marketing cost. Then I thought, wait a minute. If I get five days every 90 days, and if I've written a number of different books on entrepreneurship, starting a business, small business marketing, social media marketing, uh, sales and selling, and systemizing your marketing and social networking, etc., divide 90 by five days means if I've got 18 books, I can have one of the biggest brands online promoting me to their list every single day for the next 90 days. And 90 days is a quarter. 
So if I can, if I get that every quarter, I can repeat it four times in a year for the rest of my life. So on one route to market books, I can demonstrate my knowledge and wisdom. I'm not looking for sales of the book. I'm giving the book away free. But what I cleverly do, in my humble opinion, is at the end of the book, I list all the other books that I offer. And quite often, the book that they download for free on the free date, they read through that, and I have lots of exercises and activities, but I ask key questions about other issues, challenges, and obstacles they've got. So by the time they get to the back of the book, they see my profile, they see how they can get in contact with me, and I also explain some of the other solutions that I offer to help them solve specific problems. So writing a book is an excellent way to help promote you. But one book or one chapter in a book could be a blog or an article. It could be a two or a five minute video. It could be two or three chapters in your book, might be a webinar, and you can repurpose your content and digitalize it and then start using some of the automation tools to deliver that content automatically to your target audience because a book that they read might become an an audio podcast that they listen to. They can go to a page, and one of the most underused resources that people have is the media section of their LinkedIn profile, where you can have multi-different types of content to appeal visually, auditory, and kinesthetically to your target audience that they choose and select. They're in control of the process. They decide whether they're going to listen, read, or watch it, and then take action based on the call to action you've created as part of your marketing. Okay. So let me ask you this. There are some fantastic tools coming out from uh, the likes of Amazon and Google. And I'm really curious. I know that Amazon has been working very closely on the retail side with people who want to sell products. What about services? Amazon give you the facility. There are a couple of things with Amazon. You've got the FBA or the fulfillment by Amazon to allow you to approach manufacturers, create a branded product, sell it via Amazon. And now Amazon are providing a service where you can promote, advertise, and sell your services, professional services online. And Google are bringing out new services all the time. And one thing which many people, when they want to have an online presence, they go to a hosting company, they buy a domain, and they get their hosting set up. But many, many people are scared, apprehensive, or lack the technical skills to manage their own hosting, manage their own server, email accounts, setting up emails for people in a department or within the company. And there are now complete suites of products. For example, Google have the G suite of products, which enable you to become more effective online, be more productive. And Zoho, who have a CRM system, also have a whole suite of products, which I think from memory is like half the price of what Google charges. So as the technology is evolving, the technology-based products are being made to us or made available to us so that we can become more effective in many aspects of the thinking, the planning, the documenting, and the execution and the implementing of our marketing and sales strategies. So back to the question then around the Amazon services proposition. Can you talk a little bit about that? Not at any great length, to be honest, because I've been using Amazon specifically for the books. 
and the Kindle books. However, we're turning our, our attention to that. Certainly, if you're a tradesman or a professional services provider, many people are, are combining different services within Amazon and they're enabling themselves to promote and target through Amazon to sell their services. Amazon are also doing a lot more with video now. And earlier this week, I actually got a video review for one of my books added up from a chap in Australia. So there are many different features within Amazon that many of us are not using or turned our attention to that we can exploit or at least identify and integrate into our marketing strategy as one channel or one route to market because we have many and many underused routes to market that can be automated or quasi-automated. And you can cross-fertilize different platforms. For example, on Amazon, you can write a book, you can upload your book, but instead of your own local country, you can create up to 13 different URLs and foreign country URLs within the Amazon universe. You can create an author page on Amazon and you can link that into your goodreads.com website as well. What you can also do is you can upload video that you created on YouTube and you can share that on your author account or in your multiple author pages on Amazon. And then going back to YouTube, you can also take your YouTube video and embed it or integrate it into your WordPress website or your blog. You can also share it on and embed it into your presentations on SlideShare. You can then add it to your LinkedIn profile. So very quickly, you're beginning to have a multimedia approach to appeal to the different communication channels across not just Amazon, but across a multiplicity of the largest platforms online. And it's all automated. One document that I've got in SlideShare has now been viewed over 100,000 times. And I've got over 300 different documents. And I've got over 400 plus videos on YouTube, different keywords, different topics, different calls to action, directing people to different areas, different parts of my funnel for different solutions. So don't just think of one brand or one platform. And many people make the mistake. They become all obsessed with the newest, shiniest object, the newest, shiniest platform. You've got to plan for visual, auditory, kinesthetic. Do people want the content now? Is it going to be a pre-recorded time? Do they want to have pre-recorded content or live content? Are they going to read it, watch it, listen to it? How do we plan all of that out? And how can we automate the delivery of that and the engagement and the sales conversion? That's marketing nowadays. Okay. So tell me this. I mean, you touched on it earlier. And I'd just like to explore it a little bit further. Everyone seems to be focused on Google. I know that you focus on Bing and Yahoo as well. What kind of traction can people get by looking at alternative search engines to Google? Well, give you an example. If you buy a copy, if you buy a, a Windows-based PC, Windows is already installed and the default browser is Bing. Depending on the devices that you buy, and the software vendors or the, the vendors where you're buying that from, there are many channel partnerships have been established and different software from different vendors is provided with the hardware, the network, even the pinkware, the people aspect of the solution. So what we need to think about 
is how can we identify the demand and publish into the demand and we use different search engines. Now, in one of my books about SEO, I actually share the actual tools where you can do it for free. You can actually identify your on-site website analysis to help you identify what search engine changes you need to make to be search engine ready. And then I share in the book the tools that you can do and apply and use that will very quickly automate the process of improving your search engine rankings so that you can then use another tool to actually promote your website or your online presence or platform to dovetail and integrate in with another tool that will help you start generating the backlinks, the traffic, the exposure, the engagement to pull people into your funnel so that they can automatically disqualify themselves or your video content or the other content that you've produced can disqualify them and then take them down the correct customer journey that you want them and the criteria that you want them to meet without you having to put your hand in your pocket, go in your car, sit in somebody else's office and drink their coffee. It's all done working remotely and using scalable solutions that help generate the confidence, progress, and results that you want. Excellent. Let's think about the complexity, because what you've described sounds, and I know that many people will feel overwhelmed by the options and choices and all the things that need to be done. How can one get started using that, the most basic technology what are the areas that you suggest that they focus their attention on first? Or should they go to somebody like you to get it done for them? Well, I don't know if I can help them. So them coming to me is almost a moot point. However, what I can recommend and suggest is that if they were to go to the website at www.growyourbusiness.club, they've got a choice. They can sign up and go to the club and put me to the test for free in the club. Or if they click on solutions, they can see how it can begin to work for themselves. Because by clicking on solutions, it will take them through to my gybtv.net website. And on the homepage, it's got my four segments, pre-start, startup, survival, and high growth. You identify which stage of your entrepreneurial journey you're at. You click on the button and it takes you through to a page. It educates you. It confirms your needs, your problems, and your frustrations. It then provides you and gives you something tangible of benefit that helps you identify what's holding you back and preventing the results that you want. And then I invite you to have a free strategy call with myself so you're experiencing an instant breakthrough at that point because you're addressing the fundamental first point that everybody misses, why it's not working at the moment. And we do that for free to help. And you can do that in many different aspects of your business. But I don't want to overwhelm you. You don't know me. You don't like me. You don't trust me. Who is this guy? He stays 60 miles north of Aberdeen. We're based here. We're in the big smoke. We need this corporate solution to help us with our marketing, to generate more leads, to get more sales to get our turnover and revenue streams as best as possible to keep our stakeholders and shareholders happy. Absolutely. Why, what, how? It starts at the beginning. You put me to the test. I share and I take you through the process to get you thinking, doing and acting and to get you start experiencing it for yourself that it works. 
Fantastic. Fraser, what books would you recommend people read to get a real sense of their messaging and storytelling? Well, I'm a big fan of uh, TED Talks, and uh, I invariably, with a coffee in hand, like to watch a good TED Talk. And there's certainly some good books on TED Talks on Amazon. But if I was to be selfish for a moment, I've written a book called Marketing 0.0. And it's called Marketing 0.0 because it's not about Web 2, Web 3, or the next stage. It's bringing it all back to basics. If we get the basic fundamental building blocks right from the outset, we can access all the other different types of content or different books on top of that to take us through each of the evolutionary steps of our marketing to enable us to grow our business as we continue to reaffirm the confidence, progress, and results that we want. And step by step, we continue, we grow, we evolve, we experience, and we evolve, and we evaluate each step of the process. So do that. And also, small pitch, but I think it's relevant. If you're a member of the Grow Your Business Club, which is free, I also share some of my books periodically and give readers offers to help you identify where you're at, what you want, why you haven't yet achieved it, and how you can with some of the automated and quasi-automated solutions that we offer. Thank you. Tell me, if you were giving advice to your 25-year-old self, what recommendations would you make? TNT, and this is dynamite. TNT, this is dynamite. Trends, needs, and technology. You've got to stay ahead of what the trends are. And there are tools there that can tell you what the trends are, i.e. google.com forward slash trends. So to my 25-year-old self, I've got to understand what the trends are. And I can find out the trends using other automated tools like the Amazon bestsellers list, like the eBay bestsellers list. So trends, identify the trends, the needs. What do people need? What do people want? You could use the Google keywords tool. You could also use, which we spoke about earlier, the answerthepublic.com to establish what the needs are in the target audience. If we know what the trends are and we know what the needs are, we can publish into the demand and we can save time, effort, energy, and money and give us a greater yield and return for our stakeholders, shareholders, and ourselves if we leverage the technology that's available to us. And in the club and on the website, we share some of those solutions that we use and generate the results that other people are looking for to help them with their marketing. So TNT, trends, needs, and technology. Stay abreast. Know what works. Test, test, test. And don't spend phenomenal amounts of money. There is always a tool developed by somebody that you can get on a free trial to prove to yourself that it works and then you can invest on the paid solution. Or you can get a complete solution where you're getting the knowledge, help, guidance, and solution with the plan created for you, following the right step and the right process, the why, the what, and the how. So the execution and the implementation using the tools and the automated solutions gets done for you so that you can evaluate, report, and tweak and readiness for taking things to the next level. Fantastic. Fraser, thank you very much. How can people get hold of you? You can get hold of me in a number of different ways. Number one, you can go to growyourbusiness.club and you can contact me via the website. You can contact me if you sign up to our free Facebook group. You can PM me, message me there. 
You can go to FraserHay.com, which will give you access to all my books on Amazon, or you can connect with me. And please do connect with me on LinkedIn and uh, feel free to message me, email me, Skype me, and let's have a chat. And don't forget, if you go to growyourbusiness.club, click on solutions and start the automated journey for yourself to experience it. And if I can help you achieve the same, let's chat. Excellent. What's your phone number? And my number is 44 for the UK, 1542-841-319. Brilliant. Fraser Hay, thank you very much. This is Marcus Kauke from the Inquisitive Podcast signing off. If you're interested in finding out more about the Grow Your Business Club or any of the tools and systems that Fraser has talked about, there'll be links in the copy. Also, if you have any specific interest in channel marketing, Fraser and I will be having a conversation in the future about partnerships and how you can market to partners and through partners and with partners. So please uh, let me know if that's of interest and I'll make sure that you're notified when that happens. That's Marcus Kauke signing off. Happy selling. Bye-bye.